Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello, everybody. I am David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. And we're 75 feet apart from each other, not because we're in a fight, <laughs> but because we have this cute nativity from Kately right in between us. Um, because it's Christmas. Well, Christmas is coming, and we're this so is like, yeah, this is Christmas. the Come Follow Me Christmas Week video. So that's so cool. Okay, before we jump into Christmas, we want to say one quick thing about the journal, which is two, y'all, two quick things. Two quick things. But they're going to be so quick, it's going to feel like one. Okay, and it is that um, there's been just a ton of people who are trying to get your journals. So thank you. That's awesome. We love that you're so excited with us. We are too for the Book of Mormon. Um, they're shipping them out as quickly as they can. Um, so fastest way to get it is that pre-order. But they're just working really hard with several different printers to get them to you by January 1st. And through the night, least, everyone. Yeah. So in your prayers, just be extra grateful for everybody <laughs> who is working so hard to, to try get and get them. Like everybody We're really so is working double time to get them for you. So, and then for our international friends or those who like to look at the um, use the sheets digitally on yep, your iPad on your or iPad, something. Everyone who's emailed and particularly. Everyone in New Zealand and far Australia far and Germany and yes. all of you friends. Um, we're working on something. We should have something near the beginning of the year to purchase digitally. Yep. It'll be a digital option, so you will not have to pay shipping, and that is in the works. So hopefully by the time we're doing the newsletter, we are going to have details for you in the newsletter of how to find that. Okay. So Christmas, Christmas. news is this. Um if you were with us at Easter time, we did we partnered up with LDS Living and we did days of Easter. I don't, that's not what we called it, but that sounds awesome. All the days leading up to Christmas this year, um, starting on the I'm gonna tell you on the 18th, December 18th, we'll post it and watch for it. There's going to be a little mini lesson on the different people in the Nativity. Yeah, we're going to learn all their stories, yeah. a tradition for every single one. So if you did Easter with us, you already know what is about to happen. If you weren't with us at Easter, you are going to be so happy about Christmas. So in short form, here is what you need to know. We are going to partner with LDS Living again because that was so fun last time when we did it. So you're going to want to sign up for the LDS Living YouTube. That's where you're going to find the videos. We'll... <laughs> Why was that? Oh, you subscribe to them or just oh. go to it. <laughs> okay. Or you can sign up. Whatever, there whatever isn't you want to do. Up, um, and they're going to come every night and they're going to be about five minutes. That's what they were last time. And every day we are going to talk about one of the people in the nativity and their story, the part they played in the birth of Jesus Christ and the lesson that we learned from them. And then every single one is going to have a really simple tradition you can do as a family just to prepare your hearts for Easter. Um, everything we'll be doing, oh, for Christmas. But if you want it to it be Easter, Christmas. you can. Everything we're doing, it comes out of these books that you've probably seen before, the um, children's version. And then this one just has a lot more information um, if you want that. They told us today these books also might sell out before Christmas. So if they do, nobody panic. There is a digital of this one already that you can download if you need that. But we are going to be walking you through everything step by step. So if you so just, you don't need it. If you just find us on the videos, you are going to be totally good to go. And you're going to want a nativity scene. Um, the one we chose to highlight this year is Kate Lee's because first of all, we love Kate Lee. But second of all, 
Um, we there are so many things we love about this um, scene, and we are going to talk about those at a different time. Yeah, yeah, in those videos. So watch for that starting December eighteenth. We're super excited about it. But today we just want to kind of give a short little um, lesson, a little talk for this week of Christmas, mm -hmm. and one other, I guess, bonus little video. Um, to talk about it because we just love Christmas that much. So why shouldn't you do 25 videos about it? And who um, loves preparing their heart for Christmas? And that is what we're going to give you. Just a little get ready because Christmas is coming. Yeah. Um, there is something that a lot of other Christian faiths uh, um, practice. We practice it too. It's called Advent. And the word Advent is like a looking forward to and a anticipating for Christmas. It's neat. It used to be a part of the old church calendar This because your soul needs anticipation and it needs to hope and it needs to look forward to things. And that's the whole spirit of Christmas time is reading all the prophecies of the past and looking forward to the birth of Jesus. And if you live today, looking forward to his second coming because we live in the Christmas Eve of time. He's coming again. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to be like Christmas with all of his gifts and everything. So this is such a great season to anticipate and look forward to and just ready your heart for happy things to come. Mm -hmm. um, now, all those prophecies that came in the Old Testament, what's interesting is everybody was looking forward to this Messiah, this King and the Savior who was going to come. But he came in such an unexpected way. It just kind of blew everybody out of the water. In fact, um, we've often talked with each other about this, that if angels did not come to the shepherds and tell them where to find Jesus, they probably wouldn't have gone looking for him in the stable. Because why would the king of kings be born there? It's such a surprising, it's an upside down event. But they came and they told him where to find him. They probably would have gone to the temple or to the synagogue or some nice place looking for him um, because you just wouldn't have expected him to. And that's what's so powerful mm -hmm. about Christmas. And it's kind of what we've talked about all year. Yeah, that, it's what's so powerful about Jesus. Right, is really, that he, is he comes, comes in unexpected ways. And unexpected places. Like you almost, um, this is kind of the title that we made for our Christmas week is in this place. And it really should be a question because the shepherds would have asked, like in this place, really? Maybe first even to the angels, to us? Why did you come to us? Why would you not have gone to the priests and to the rabbis and to the scholars of the scriptures? But you came to us? They were so surprised. Mm -hmm. And in this place, really? This humble and, and dirty and broken place, this is where you're going to find Jesus? And the answer to that throughout the whole New Testament has been a resounding, yes, in this place you will find him in the broken places, in the messy places, and you're gonna find him there because you are there. And he's he's coming to meet you in that place. That is our favorite part about this Christmas story, and we will talk about this in so much more detail in the week ahead. But we love that every single person in the story has their own personal encounter with Jesus um, as we go through Luke 2, and we watch what happens, and we learn something from every one of those encounters. And that's why we love celebrating each individual as we go through and, and think about what that experience was like for them because the same is true for us. He is gonna meet us in our own individual places. We are gonna have individual and personal encounters with Jesus Christ. It's not just true of the nativity of the Christmas story, it's true through every page of the entire New Testament. It's what we've learned this year, that Jesus meets you where you are as you are but he doesn't intend to leave you there and you think about I love when you think about Christmas because 
we always think Christmas ends on the night of the 25th at midnight, right? But when you think about this story, it was after the shepherds returned home, after the angels went back up into the sky, after everything was silent, that's when the work of Christmas began. And yeah. it was um, feeding the hungry and healing the sick and lifting. And that's the message of Christmas, and it's every single day. And we and it's, thought... And it's been both, actually. Like I was thinking about this, that when Jesus meets the disciples in that room mm -hmm. on Easter, yes. he sends them forth. He's like, this is not Christianity to sit together in this room. On it's, one day. Right, it's and to worship. send you forth. And yeah. the same, is like, you have to leave the manger, right? Leave the manger and go do the work of Christmas. It's neat that it's both of those yes. times. Yeah. And it's awesome, it just starts with that. It starts with those yes. lessons, the whole story. Yep. Um, we are gonna celebrate all of these people, but there are two people who are actually in the Nativity story. They're actually in Luke 2, and you will not find them in any Nativity anywhere, which we're sad about. We, we should need to make, make that one. Nativity. Yeah. <laughs> That's so <laughs> that <was> funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, we don't have time this year. No one expected you to can't get the journal wait printed. for these two people. Um, Simeon and Anna. Oh, we love them so much. And we skip over their story every time we read Luke 2. So we thought it would be fun to introduce you to them at the beginning and their lessons and what we know about them as you move forward into this week and, and we prepare for this Luke 2 experience. Yeah, and if you have a nativity set you don't like anymore, just grab two shepherds and say, oh, this is Simeon and Anna, <laughs> and just add them in to your whole set. So the rest of them we're going to cover in the, LD, in the LDS Living videos that we're going to do. But for today, um, Simeon and Anna, and Simeon is mine, he's the boy. This is when, um, remember that Mary and Joseph will take baby Jesus to the temple um, to make an offering, a sacrifice offering. And this, the purpose of this offering was to dedicate the life of your um, your child over to the Lord. It was the firstborn son. You're just like in in similitude of Jesus, and it's fun that it is Jesus. Mm -hmm. But you would offer the sacrifice to say like, our, our his life is yours. He belongs to you. Our family belongs to you. And when they walk into the temple, um, this is verse 25. There was a man, and uh, his name was Simeon. And he was just and devout. And I love this line. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed to him. You better tell him, what is the consolation of Israel for okay. everyone who's this size. Um, the consolation of Israel is the redemption of Israel. He was waiting for the Messiah to come and for redemption. That's what all the Old Testament prophets. Um, to console means to make everything better, to like soothe somebody, right? So he was waiting for this event, this person who was, who was going to come and console them of all their troubles and all of their worries. Like this promised Messiah that was coming. Um, he'd been promised by the Holy Spirit that he would get to see the Christ child before he died. Um, and verse 27 says, And he came by the Spirit into the temple. So maybe it wasn't his shift that day. But he came because he felt like he needed to be there that day. And when the parents brought in the Christ child um, to offer the sacrifice, um, then took he him up in his arms. Um, I love imagining this mm -hmm. like a grandpa who mm -hmm. sees this new little baby and says can I please hold him because he knows exactly who he is and he says and he blessed God and he said Lord now let your servant depart in peace for mine eyes have seen thy salvation um, one of the things we'll talk about what's similar between these two stories right here but one of the things first that we love so much about Simeon is that he um, meets Jesus in a waiting place 
that he'd been waiting for him to come. And it just comes on this day when he was just like, the Spirit led me to here. And, and, then, and then he gets to meet him there in that place. And, and uh, that he blesses God. That he, to bless God means he thanks God. He offers up his gratitude to him for giving him the chance, you know, to see this little baby. And, and he gets to hold Jesus. He gets to embrace uh, Jesus on that moment. Oh, we love Simeon so much. And now you're about to love Anna too. Anna is going to start in 36. And um, it says, this was Anna, a prophetess. And this would be fun to talk about since we're right in the middle of Revelation, the book of Revelation. Um, when you see that word prophetess, or when you think of the word um, prophesy, and you wonder what that means, it tells us in the book of Revelation, do you know right where it is? Should I go there? We've yeah. been here once before. But um, Revelation tells us, that the um, spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And so um, chapter 19, verse 10, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I actually said it backwards. Um, but that's what we know about Anna. So we know immediately because she's a prophetess that she has a testimony of Jesus. She knows what she's looking for. She knows who he is. And um, she had been a widow for four score and four years, which means 84 years. Sometimes when people teach about Anna, they want to tell you she's 84 years old, but that's how long she'd been a widow. So she had lived before she was married. So she's a really old, old woman. And I just think to myself, wise. She had lived a lot of lonely years. That's probably how she had obtained that testimony of Jesus, um, was also just in that waiting and mourning place that she lived in. I love this about her. It tells us in 37, she departed not from the temple. Um, who wants to just live in the temple? Because that is what Anna did. She just was there. And it tells us she served God with fastings and prayers night and day. We just continual. That's mm -hmm. where she found her peace. That's probably where she found her people. Um, and that is where she found Jesus. Mm -hmm. And... Um, she coming, and then in verse 38, you love these five words. In that instant, gave thanks. And I love that she just, in that instant, she just knew exactly this, this is my Jesus. This is the one I have a testimony of. And her first response, just like Simeon's, was to bless God. Her first response is to give thanks. And it actually says they both did it. Because yeah. in 38 it says, likewise. So she also Mm -hmm. That was just the first offered. response. And then spake of him to all that looked for, redemp looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So you love, again, um, Simeon was that consolation, just waiting for that consolation. And she was waiting for redemption. And both of them leave from that experience just bearing testimony of who Jesus is and what he's going to bring into the world. Um, we love that they are so... Um, Similar. Similar in what they, their experience and what they did after their experience. And there's a couple things that you notice. First of all, they both were drawn to the temple. That's where they found Jesus in that moment, was in that place. Um, second, they both recognized him on their own. In that instant, they, they both just knew right when they had that opportunity. Um, they recognized it. And last, that they gave thanks. And we thought to ourselves, it would be so neat in this week preparing um, your heart and your family for this Christmas week that we're about to enter into if you chose maybe one of those three things. 
um, to do as a family or with yourself or however you want to prepare your heart, but either visit the temple or a sacred place that would bring you closer to Jesus, whatever that place is for you. Um, and, and it might be a place that you already know, or like Simeon, it might be a place that you just spirit, have an idea for. Yeah, the spirit you know, leads so you I just to. want to go to this place right now mm -hmm. and go. We would encourage you to go. Yeah. So that would be the first one. The second one is to start looking for places to recognize Jesus this week. Look for his hand working in your life. Look for the tender mercies and the miracles and just those moments when you know he is aware of your personal story and your personal circumstance. And then the third one would be um, just to take time to give thanks every time you recognize those moments in this upcoming week. Yeah, and to let that be your immediate reaction to give thanks for Jesus, for his gifts, for his presence, you know, that's there. Um, something else that we have on this paper we love um, this that we because... made, you can use this all week long, you know, right here, but because this is the end of the year, um, as Emily was talking about, you know, one thing you can do this week is to try and recognize him. I just think that everybody this year is going to be a little bit better at that mm -hmm. than they were last year. And that's because we've spent so much time um, learning about him and, and watching him uh, have these encounters with people throughout the New Testament. So one thing we thought would be really neat to do, especially at Christmas time at the end of the year, is to think to yourself, what, what were those stories in the New Testament that people's encounters with him that were most meaningful to me? Um, who was it? Was it the man at Bethesda? Was it uh, the leper? Was it Paul on the road to Damascus? All of those, you would the still woman say, at the well, yeah. Mary and her sisters at the cross. There's just, oh, there are so many good things. And it makes me think about, we've talked about this before, but an invitation we received many years ago from our stake president who gave a challenge to everybody in our stake and said, buy a picture of Christ for your home. And not just any picture, but a picture that um, represents who he is for you. So something that represents your testimony of him, or then he said this, your favorite story in the New Testament of him, and put that up in your home where you can see it every day. And we did that um, for Christmas many, many years ago. And we're doing for, it this year. You oh, are. Hopefully um, my kids don't watch this. For every one of our kids. And it might be something you want to think about doing. Um, we had our kids pick their favorite story of Jesus whatever it was from the New Testament or from any of the paintings of Jesus that we could find. And they spent a long time thinking about the pictures that they wanted. And then we had them framed. Um, for our kids, they were all about this size. They weren't like the huge things you put on your wall. And we actually hung those above the um, light switches in their room for their entire growing up years. Every time they walked in and out of their bedroom, they saw that picture of Jesus, who Jesus was to them in that moment, what what he what their testimony maybe would have looked like if you could put it in a print, um, and I still have all of those pictures from that year, and I love to look back and think what each of my kids chose and why. Caleb chose Peter walking on water. If you've watched the videos, you know why. Um, Josh, who was my son who has diabetes, chose a picture of the second coming because that's the day he looks forward to um, every single day of his life. Megan chose a picture of Jesus throwing a baby up into the air because that's where she sees Jesus is as she interacts with children and that has been very profound for her. 
and Grace was so little and she picked that one picture that you know it's that um, like not charcoal drawing but it's not watercolor pencil, either it's a pencil drawing. yeah and it, it used to be in primary all the time and the little girl who's standing right by the person on Jesus's lap looked just like Grace <laughs> at that time at that age and she thought it was her she was positive <laughs> that was it her is Grace individual. it's you yes you're um, watching that was hers but it was so cute to realize that every picture was so different and so unique according to that child and their needs in that season of their life and it just it makes me think about this again that he's gonna yep. meet you in that place whatever your place is right now whatever age you are right now he's gonna meet you in that place and so we did leave this square right here for you because not only do we want you to write down your favorite encounter from the New Testament and just take time to think about it and celebrate we just finished the New Testament everyone we just read the entire New Testament but we also want you to look back at your life over this past year and think, where has your personal encounter with Jesus been? Where is he working in your life right now? Not, not a distant or a future Jesus, but the Jesus who is here in this place with you right now. Just take some time to write this down and put it somewhere where you can remember. Remember that year, 2019, mm -hmm. when we read the whole New Testament? This is what I knew about Jesus that year. Yeah. And one of our favorite parts of the Christmas story is the announcement that the angels make. And uh, we love that they say to the shepherds, for unto you is born this day uh, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And just how specific that is. Um, unto you he has come, and he has come on this day. So like Simeon, uh, we don't know what it is that you are waiting for and longing for, but we do know that you can find that in Jesus. And we hope that there is some sort of consolation and some sort of redemption that you feel and experience this Christmas season, that you'll walk away and say, I know that, yes, this place, he even comes to me in these circumstances, you know, and in this place. And I just am thinking... Um, that this Christmas is going to have like just a mm -hmm. deeper significance for all of us because we've um, walked this journey mm -hmm. together with him and, and watched him and, and seen him and, and learned about him and love him even more. I just, uh, you know, Advent is looking forward to, and that's one of the mm -hmm. things I'm looking forward to is this, this yeah. season. It's going to be great. Merry Christmas. Okay, Merry Christmas. See ya. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.